Welcome to another edition of the Dementia Care Partner Talk Show. Now, here's dementia care expert Tifa Snow and your host, Greg Phelps. Do you live outside the continental United States? Well, in 2024, Tifa Snow and members of the Positive Approach to Care team will be hosting events in Australia, Hawaii, Malaysia, the United Kingdom, and more. You don't want to miss seeing Tifa live, so to see if she's coming to a city near you, visit www.tipasnow.info forward slash world and select your location. We hope to see you there. Hello and welcome to Tipa Snow's Dementia Care Partners podcast. I'm your host, Greg Phelps, along with Tipa Snow. And Tipa, a recent article from, I think it was McMaster University, caught my eye. Uh, Reduce your risk of dementia, the importance of brain health. Topics include physical activity, weight and diet, nutrition, blood vessel health, smoking, alcohol, hearing loss, prescriptions, cognitive social activity. I think we've covered just about all of those at one point. Any surprises for you? Were you saying it was a new new article? Yeah, yeah, that's, you know. Oh, man. I mean, just just, it feels like, oh, okay, well, it's good to know you figured that out. I mean, we've been talking about this for like 10 years now or more. Longer. Yeah, I know, longer. And it's like, huh, all right, good. Okay, so tell me which one you're most interested in addressing. You know, so, okay, fine. Now what are you going to do about it? I mean, it's not, this is, I hate to say this. You're going to get me riled up here, Greg, because it's like, this is not new info. People act like, oh, look, this is what you can do to stay well. And then it's like, yep, sure enough. So which one would you like to start working on? Where are you with all these? Do you have a baseline on any of these? What's your baseline? And what would you like to change, if anything? Oh, Oh, you mean I have to do something? <laughs> it's like, um, I don't know whether you do or not. So great. We, I mean, honestly, we've known this stuff. There is nothing new on that list. Uh, nothing. There's nothing so new there. If I was a car salesman, I would be showing you something like a 55 Ford. Because yes. here we are in 2024 and I'm still peddling the 55 Ford. It's you got, got it. your four doors. It's got your manual. Tra- oh, oh, it's got an automatic transmission. Deep oh, look, seatbelts. <laughs> this is the new thing. We've got seatbelts in the car. Good to know. <laughs> so can we blame anything for that? Is it the system or were we sort of riding a bit of a wave and then COVID came along? And we're going to have to stop blaming COVID sooner or later oh, for things. I, mean, I don't think that's it. I don't think humans really want to change that much. They want the magic pill that makes dementia not happen. I mean, the thing that I'm seeing more and more of is what you can take. What can you take to make you smarter, brighter, more rememberable, more remembering? What can you do? What's the easy, quick fix? And it's like, here's the bad news. These are lifestyles and you got to live them. So well, come on. I want a pill. I want to be smarter. No, you do. And, and I want to be thinner. Thinner, yes. So, oh, we've got a new pill for that. Of course, it may actually paralyze your gut, but you know, we'll figure that out. If that happens, we'll we'll recognize maybe you're not one for that pill. I mean, these latest meds that we have, which have a role in the place, I'm not saying they don't, but that's an example. If we had that little pill for dementia, ooh, baby, people be signing up because I mean, look, you can get thin, and all you have to do is take a pill, and you can get thin. But there are risk factors. 
for people. And so the thing about dementia is here's your risk factors. And it's like, well, people don't want to do something about the risk factors. They, they really would prefer to wait for the pill because, but I, but I love coconut cream pie. I mean, I love glucose. I love it. I mean, it can't be that bad for you, right? I mean, can I have some? Well, of course you can. How much? Well, you know, probably less than you'd like. So instant gratification, is that one of the problems that we as a society are are experiencing, enjoying, wallowing in? Well, I mean, yes. I think if you look at our glucose intake, our our fat intake, I mean, if you look at how we eat and how we don't exercise, um, we're sort of a dichotomous group. I mean, we're like, we got two waves. We've got this really exercise heavy group and this exercise and eat really smart group. You know, and in that group, here's the bad news. Guess what happens to some people? Even if they do all these wonderful things for themselves, what happens to them? Yep, they still get dementia. So that doesn't oh, work. No, see, so it wasn't even worth it. It is like, so I usually say things like, huh, well, I wonder how soon they would have gotten it without things they did. It's like, what do you mean? <laughs> you might have bought yourself like eight to 12 years there with that habit that you have. I mean, is that enough or is that not enough for you? It's like, oh, well, hmm. it's hard because these aren't things you can do and be done. And honestly, we don't have baselines on people. So how do you know if anything's changing? I mean, when you take these pills that are supposed to, these supplements that are supposed to make your brain sharper, brighter, more able to do things, the reality is, what was your baseline? And was it because you weren't doing anything and now you are doing something? Or is it just because you really are taking a pill and it's really making a big difference for your brain? And evidence is not strong for the second. It is strong for the first. So where do we leave this? Because do we just deal with it? Do we... Do we say, well, you know, I might get it, I might not, I might as well just enjoy myself, uh, you know, how do we give people some encouragement to just soft through all of that information that's out there and come up with something that works for them? Yeah, so for you, Greg, let's let's take it personally for just a second. Okay, so of all the things you listed, are there any that you for yourself would say, yeah, these are probably the places where I could shift a bit and feel like I've contributed to my own well-being? Are there any things on that list? Probably reducing my caffeine intake. Oh, as a male or as a human being? <laughs> Probably as a human being. I'm, a human I'm supporting being. some small countries and their, oh. and their coffee beans. Yeah. Okay. So if you were to do that, how would you start doing that? Would you just like take back a, would you, would you try to find a really great tasting decaf or do you really like the rush of the caffeine? I just like the taste. Oh, so I wonder what would happen if you found a really good tasting decaf for one cup. Well, you know, you could probably switch that on me and I wouldn't even notice. So would you like me to try it so you don't know I'm going to do it and then check in with you and see if you noticed that it tasted different? Well, let's just try that. Okay. So what were a couple things that happened there? Did I partner with you? Yeah, you you didn't come across as being condescending, and and you didn't do the school marm thing to me, which is a trigger. You know, I think Did it I is say, for a lot okay, of us. We're going to get you off caffeine. <laughs> we're going to cut your way back because you have way too much on board. Did I do that? Like, let's make a no. big shift. No. Yeah. Did you have a sense of uh, of options? 
yes. Yeah. I wasn't backed into a corner. I didn't have to get snarky. And do we have a way that we're going to get started? Uh, yeah. Soon. <laughs> Yes, I'll have to get up with Charlene on this one. <laughs> My name but, is Greg, know, and I'm a coffee holic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, you know, we all are in our own way. I just, I have all decaf after my beginning uh, of the morning of half calf, but that took a while. I mean, I wouldn't say that was like a, a moment that I just jumped on board. It was a gradual process, but guess what? I can sustain it, and I don't even think about it anymore. It's my new habit structure. And I think there's a there's a sort of a funny saying, how do you eat an elephant one bite at a time? So, you know, don't try and swallow the whole thing. If you're going to make changes, which we all probably should in some way, shape or form, do it in small steps. Yeah. And the second thing is find a partner to work with because you'll hold you'll do better at staying with something during the initial phase if you have someone else who's looking at it with you and find a partner you like. Um and and take it take it as we said. Look for a substitution, not a subtraction. So I'll bet you don't have a course in this particular <laughs> subject. However, you do have skills that we could learn on how to do any changes properly. So I mean, we're not going to solve that problem. We're just going to work in another area. We are. We are. Because in anything, you had to self-select, and I gave you the options, and you picked, and that's where we start. We're going to start there. <laughs> So we're going to start. <laughs> Tifa, thank you very much. Thank you, Greg, for being curious. You've been listening to Tifa Snow's Dementia Care Partners podcast. For more information, go to tifasnow.com. Hi, I'm Tifa Snow, and you just found our YouTube channel and watched one of our videos. I'm the owner and founder of Positive Approach to Care. Thanks for watching. And if you liked if you have a comment about, or you would, please share it with people you know. Oh, and if you haven't yet done it, consider subscribing. We'll let you know when the next new video comes out. And you might want to visit our website, www.tipasnow.com, where you'll find other resources as well. See you there.